You're listening to The Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Project for Kids Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams, and I am joined by my co-host, Landry Holmes. And today, we are going to be talking about, or we are discussing during this episode, Unit 3, Session 6, God Controls Everything. And you may realize, as you've looked through your leader guide, that this is the last session in Unit 3. And so, as we have with our previous two units, and we'll continue to do with our following units, that every session Every last session of each unit is what we call a big truth session. And so this big truth session is titled God Controls Everything. And it is the scripture reference is actually the whole book of Job. So we're going to be in Job this week. So you may be thinking, okay, last week we were talking about Joseph and we were in Genesis and now we're in Job. Yes, we are. We are our big truth sessions. Some of them will not follow chronological order, as you'll notice all the other sessions do. So this week we will be in Job. And then next week, as we begin unit four, we will be back in Exodus. And so then that will follow chronological order. And so, you know, Delany, yes, Delany may interrupt you just a second. Please do. Um, one thing that I learned, oh, not that long ago, it's just, it's been, you know, last few years, uh, is something about uh, when Job may have been written. And I discovered that, that Job could have been written around the time of the patriarchs. So while we are kind of inter, uh, interrupting the, the flow uh, between Genesis and Exodus, it may be when Job was actually written was around, uh, you know, the time of the patriarchs. So we might not be that far off. But again, we chose Job because of how the story of Job teaches this big truth of God's providence. So, uh, but I thought I would just, that's a little tidbit, you know, we don't know for sure, but there are some uh, scholars who think that Job uh, was around during that time period of the patriarchs. Yeah, that's very interesting information. There you go, Landry. Man full of wisdom right there. Uh, no, I, but I can be pretty good at trivia sometimes. There you go. We'll have to remember that for the future. So, yes, as you were talking about, we are talking about the story of Job. And the big idea for this session is, you know, I think a lot of times in this story is also the story of Job can be about... Um, Job obeying God, even when things are hard. But what we need to also understand, something that's vital to understand, is that there were times that Job questioned God. And he even he even said, you know, God, he asked him all these different questions, and God did not give Job the answers that he sought, that he asked him. And he instead, God invited Job to trust him and rest in the knowledge that he is sovereign, that God is good and sovereign. And even when we cannot understand the pain that we face, to know that we can trust God because he is sovereign and good. 
And so as we look to the next portion of our podcast, as we talk about the different activities that may need a little extra preparation, I want to talk about a couple for our preschoolers. And our younger preschoolers are going to be making or they're going to observe a whirlwind. So this is something that you'll have a class whirlwind. And I would suggest making it or um, testing it out prior to the session to make sure it all works well. I would also suggest that you make sure the jar you select, the plastic jar, especially working with preschoolers, make sure that's going to be the um, safest route to go. You want to make sure that that is a very clear jar because if it's cloudy in any way on the sides, it's going to be harder to observe that whirlwind. And so there are measurements of how to, or I guess a recipe you could say, um, in the leader guide about the different ingredients and measurements you need. Keep in mind, depending on the size of jar you use, you may need to alter the, the measurements. And so that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to test this out prior to the teaching session. And so also our older preschoolers are going to be making a whirlwind. And so they'll individually be doing that. And so again, remember that the same goes true as it did for the younger preschoolers, depending on the size of the bottles, you may need to adjust the measurements as well. And make sure on with both of those, or all those whirlwinds that are being made, make sure the lids are on there so tightly and they're secure. And so again, just thinking of safety and to this is gonna be a fun activity. I can just see all those preschoolers' eyes getting so excited about getting to observe a whirlwind and seeing what happens with this activity. And so those are the two activities I wanted to highlight for preschoolers. And Landry, if you'll go ahead and talk about our younger kids and older kids. Sure. Um, and, and younger kids, there's an activity choice. Um, choice number two, that is human battleship review. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun game, teaches a great point, but if you think that the game as we have written it might be too easy for, for your particular group of kids, uh, then you can, and as you read it, this will make sense, but you can hang a sheet over the, uh, the string, kind of like a clothesline that you've made. You can hang a sheet over the string to make it harder for kids to aim. They're going to be lying down on the floor uh, tossing uh, like a beach ball and so uh, if you want to make it more challenging just hang a sheet over that string that's between them and then they when they're lying down they won't be able to see where they're tossing the ball other than they're just tossing it you know over that sheet uh, again it'll make more sense once you get into that activity just a way to, to, to beef it up a little bit in older kids uh, there's a session starter about wise or foolish advice so it, this is this can be a lot of fun. Uh, it kids will write down two different uh, pieces pieces of good advice. You know, two different things that that are good advice that that uh, that they've heard. Like tell the truth. Um, they may want to do something like eat your vegetables. You know, something like that. Uh, but anyway, just some good advice. 
and just write down two. And then uh, we actually in the book have given you four scenarios. Uh, so you, you'll, you have those scenarios in front of you. And you're going to take all the kids' advice cards. So they all did two. You're going to take all their cards up. And, and then you will randomly choose two or three. Preferably without reading them first. Then you read the scenario. And then you read the, the one or two cards of good advice. that, uh, <laughs> And then you ask the kids, well, does that fit the situation? So... You know, if 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 the situation, uh, sometimes the situation will not match the advice, and that's the whole point of this activity, uh, is is for the the uh, for the not to match for the for the good advice in the scenario. So, like for example, a scenario could be you failed your math test, and one of the pieces of good advice that one of the kids could have written down was eat your vegetables. So you're, you know, you're asking, uh, is that good advice for this situation or, or bad advice for this situation? And, uh, it, you know, and kids will get, you know, e even older kids will get silly and that's okay. It's, it's, you're really trying to just make, uh, make the point that, you know, some advice seems foolish because we really don't understand the situation. And in the story of Job, Job's friends did not understand the whole situation but yet they offered advice about God and some of it was good but a lot of it was foolish advice and by the way Delaney I don't know about you but when I read Job I think that man needed some different friends so exactly I just exactly. I just prayed when when I when I need some advice from friends I've got better friends than poor Job had um, you can also create your own scenarios, by the way, and you can contribute uh, your own pieces of advice. If you have a small group, you might want to get kids to write down three or four pieces of advice. Um, I do want to talk, too, though, about kids' worship. And um, just a general note, uh, this is another session, you know, that can be tough for kids to understand. In fact, Many of our listeners, y'all probably thought when you saw Job, you thought, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm teaching them about Job. Um, that's kind of the way I felt the first time I taught kids about Job. But really, it gives you another opportunity to remind kids that they don't have to feel a certain way. Um, we shouldn't try to force people to feel joy when they're not ready to feel joy or feel happy when they're not ready to feel happy. You know, Scripture teaches us to mourn with those who mourn. So even though we can find joy in suffering, and, and that joy only comes from a relationship with Jesus, even though we can find joy in suffering, it's often unhelpful if we insist that people feel joy or insist they look for the good when they are in the midst of suffering. Uh, many times we just need to listen and we need to pray that they will find joy in suffering. Pray that that they will experience God's peace and comfort and joy even while they're suffering. But it's not helpful for us to tell people, you should be feeling this way. You should be feeling happy. 
you should feel, be feeling, you should have joy, even if it's a difficult time. That's not what they need to hear from us. They need to hear God's word and and uh, that God is with us in the midst of suffering. And, and the group activity, there's a, so also in kids worship in the group activity, it's called Mysterious Answers. Um, and so you're, one of the things that you could use, ask questions, you could use questions that are actually in Job, um, and, uh, primarily we're looking, you know, at Job, um, I believe it's 37, chapter 37, chapter 38, and, uh, 30, no, it's actually, actually chapter 38, uh, where God begins asking Job questions and then, uh, and also in in Job uh, 39. And in Job 39, verse 19, God says, Do you give strength to the horse? Do you give strength to the horse? And so, now that one you wouldn't want to ask directly from Scripture because it's a yes or no question. And that will break the game. The game will fall apart, uh, and you'll you'll realize that when you when you read more about the game in uh, your leader guide, because it, it talks about you know how the kids have to answer it one word at a time, and you go down the line with them answering one word at a time. Well, if it's yes or no, you just broke the game. So instead of saying, "Do you give strength to the horse?" you can say something like, "What makes horses so strong?" So more of an open-ended kind of question. Again. That'll make more sense when you look at the actual um, actual leader guide. So we're we're talking about Job this week, uh, but you know, really, what we're we're trying to help kids know is, and this is what excites me about this, is that if kids have not experienced suffering yet, real suffering, they will. There will be a time that they that they experience painful suffering. Um, now, they may have experienced some suffering that to us does not seem painful or serious, but it is to them. And so we need to acknowledge that, and, and, and we don't ever want to minimize that suffering and by saying things, well, you think that's bad. Well, this is what happened to me. Um, by the way, whenever you make hospital visits, you don't ever say that. <laughs> Good so, to know. I'll write that down. I'll write that down. Later. Yeah, write that down because I'm sure you didn't know that. But what's what's certain is that one day kids will experience suffering, and so we want to give them that foundation now that when they experience that suffering, that they remember the truth that we learn in Job. And you've already mentioned that truth, Delany, and that is that God controls everything. I mean, God is all powerful. God is sovereign. And God is good. And so that foundational truth is something they can hold on to the rest of their lives when they experience suffering and even when they um, are not experiencing suffering. And Delany, you've been around me long enough uh, on our team. You've heard me say this many times. And in fact, now it's gotten where I even ask, you know, team members say, but remember, God is and you or other team members will fill in the blanks. All powerful, sovereign, sovereign, and good. Let's stand on that truth and let's give that to kids so that they can stand on that truth. Right. Such a good word, Landry. And 
like you said, you know, if kids have not gone or experienced suffering, I mean, I hate to even say, you know, different types of suffering, because like you said, we don't want to minimize the suffering, but, you know, realistically, there kids today, there are kids in our ministries that have had really hard things happen to them, that um, just really tough things that we think children shouldn't have to go through. And even an older kid or a student or adult would have to go through. And, you know, boys and girls, if they haven't learned it, they, they will, that life isn't going to be easy. Um, but as you were saying, even at that young age, we can teach them and help them understand how to trust God and that um, we use this story of Job to help them understand that even when hard things happen, and like you said, not minimizing that pain by any means and allowing them to share those emotions they need to or talk about how they feel. And even in those hard times, we need to always want to trust God and helping boys and girls to know what it looks like to trust God. What does it mean to trust God? And, you know, Landry, you mentioned that about how you said people on your team know, you know, could fill in the blank. Believe it or not, on my notes, I actually wrote that too to include <laughs> that he's all, all powerful, sovereign, and good. And just to, just to add to that too, just I wrote down too, remembering that he's faithful. And that's something that we can help boys and girls understand that we can trust God because of who he is. And so we want to thank you listeners for tuning in to today's podcast. And we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.